Hi there, Scott Rockfile, back with a podcast review for you. Going to talk about 2021's Candyman. Now, I have a podcast review from a couple years ago. This will be a little more spoilerific. So if you haven't watched the film yet, go listen to the other podcast. I would say watch the movie. It's a really good horror flick. It was a $25 million budgeted film that went $77.5 million. That's three times this budget. I know that's kind of a disappointment by today's standards, but three times your budget makes you a success, and we do have a new Candyman coming. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the things that I wouldn't talk about in a normal review because I've already done a review, if that makes any sense. Um, I watched the 4K. This is my first time in two years re-watching the movie. I've only seen it once. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I bought the 4K. It was, for some reason, cheap, I think, at Walmart here or maybe at Fred Meyer um, because I, was in, I hadn't been in Alaska very long. I was looking for new things to watch. It came out. It was a new release. It was cheap. Um, it's a really good 4k. It's a great, um, 4k transfer. Dolby Atmos soundtrack is incredible. Creepy stuff happens over your shoulder and over your head all throughout the movie. High marks for all of that. Um, Nia Costa directed it. She co-wrote it with Jordan Peele. No offense to Nia. She did a great job as the director, but a lot of the more interesting bits you find out later are Jordan Peele's ideas that she incorporated into the movie. He speaks very highly of how she did that and and that kind of thing, but this really does feel like a Jordan Peele. Hey, but you know what's a monkey paw production? Um, from the opening scenes of just the credits and the logos for everything is backwards when it first gets into it. It shows you something in history, and you don't know how that history relates to the future. And when you do, it's an earth-shattering revelation that my first time watching this, I enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it. I remember talking about it well, but watching it this time, knowing kind of what to expect, um, I got so much more out of it. Wow. This is, a, to me, again, how you make a movie in a franchise of movies. There's been a lot of Candyman movies. I really like the first one. I don't remember the second one being very good. I think there were others. <laughs> um, I know Tony Todd has reprised the character a few times and that they use him in the movie and his voice is really great. That's toward that's what's well, very in. Um, they kind of cover all of the candy men, the different people who have been candy men over time, which is very cool way to incorporate it into this this whole mythology. And the fact that he is related to everything that happened in the free use movie, the first movie. It's incredibly well done. I like how they've mixed everything callbacks to things, things that directly link to older things. I'm not the biggest fan of the mythology of Candyman. I enjoyed the first movie, own the first movie, don't own any of the others, don't watch it a whole lot, but I do like it because it's a good horror movie, but never really got into it, so to speak. After this, I'd get, they took such great care to like, the main character is an artist and Anthony McCoy lives in Chicago, so he's in the Chicago art scene. They actually talked to Chicago artists and went to Chicago art galleries to film. They wanted it to be as authentic as possible. Through the course of the movie, he slowly loses his mind, and he becomes the next Candyman. I told you this would be a spoiler review. But how they handle that, how he handles it as an actor, how the people around him handle it, this is a really well-made film. It's a film for adults. It's It does have some scares. It's got some adult scares. 
Not as many jump scares. There's a couple things you see out of the corner of your eye, and then they're not there, and then they are, and then they're not. Um, there's a few jump scares. There's a few legitimate, really creepy scares. There's a foreboding in several scenes that just kind of takes over. All of that's handled really well, and I'll give that to Nia DaCosta. But I would say the movie feels like it was molded. Well, you know. Jordan Peele. I like his horror movies. Um, this, if, if you consider this one of the Jordan Peele realm of horror movies, this would be up there. I would put this up there with Get Out. Uh, um, it's really well done. It is a great homage to the original. It is a great continuation of the original. I will watch whatever comes after this. It should have made more money. It probably got some, and I, I did read a few reviews, things. Um, a lot of people liked it, though. Some people thought it had too many ideas, that it, it went too many different places and couldn't do them all justice. I will give them that. There is a lot stuffed into a movie that really wasn't that long. It's an hour and a half. But as they breeze through that, it gives some depth to everything. You, Because a lot of us, you know the backstory to some of the things they talk about, some of the things that happen in the background, some of the things that are mentioned. Um, you know it from previous movies, from popular culture, from today's vernacular, you know, vernacular, you, you know, you know, some of this stuff in your soul. They don't have to go into it, right? They're getting to the point. I, it could have been longer. If this was a Jordan Peele movie, it would probably be 30 minutes longer, but it's not. And from beginning to end, arc to arc, beginning, you know, I really enjoyed the film. I think it's a well-made modern horror movie that might make it into my regular October fest. I'm going to try this year to do 31 movies and do the reviews all within the month of October. So the last one I'd have to watch on the 30th and post on the 31st, I guess. All right, maybe the last one posts on November the 1st. We'll see how that goes. I don't know if I can keep that pace up just because I don't record podcasts every single day of the week. I mean, I could, I just don't. I, the, the muse doesn't always come upon me. So anyway... I really enjoyed Candyman the second time. I'm glad it's in the collection because I will watch it again. I'm planning at some point when it goes on sale to pick up the original Candyman. There's a new 4K edition out there. Um, I'd like to check that out um, and compare the two. But not having watched the original in many, many years and watched this one two years ago, I did not remember a whole lot of it. I remember the twist, but not how we got there and certainly not some of the other twists. This is a well-made, well-thought-out horror movie. And thank you to Jordan Peele for recreating creative horror movies that aren't just slasher movies. I mean, at his heart, Candyman is a slasher. That's what he does. He slashes people open. But it doesn't play out like a Halloween. It doesn't play out like a Friday the 13th. A little more psychological, a little more cerebral, and definitely a little more foreboding. Why would anybody say the name five times in a mirror? Why would you do that? Several characters say that. There's a character, there's a scene where the character opens the door to go downstairs. It's dark down there. Nope, closes the door. You know, if that was probably about the same time they were filming, nope, that probably worked into the script somehow. Candyman, the 2021 version is fantastic. The 4K is great. Pick it up. High marks all the way around. Modern horror movies don't get a whole lot better than this. I really enjoyed it. Scott Rockfile, this is my podcast. I passed 600 about two podcasts ago. Podbean gave me an award. 600 pod, that's a lot. So 
now I guess you can search for the movies you want or the music. I don't do as many music podcasts anyway. I won't ramble. Uh, please check out some of the other podcasts. There are a lot of them. And thank you for listening. Have a spectacular